Welcome to Section 9, where we talk about IT and information security. I'm Damian Hull. And I'm Dorothy. And today we're going to be talking about NetBox and network documentation. Now, NetBox is something I found out about from Network Chuck and Jeremy Carora. These are people that have uh, YouTube channels. They also work for CBG Nuggets. They do training videos for them. And NetBox is something that Jeremy Carora is actually using. He runs an MSP, and he uses NetBox to document his environment. And before we go on, you're not affiliated with any of them. You just like them because, you know, they're respectful people that are, seem to be doing the right thing. So let's go back into, talk about network documentation. Yeah, let's cover network documentation because we want to understand what we're talking about in terms of network documentation. What are we trying to document and how is this normally done? So on a typical network, you're going to have devices, racks, servers, locations, port numbers on a switch, rack elevations in terms of where in the rack is a device, IP addresses, that kind of thing. So that's a lot, right? So I'll give you an example. Um, let's say you have server A, you're looking for that. It's in Alaska, it's in Anchorage, this is where we live. Um, and let's say it's in a downtown office, it's in rack five. Uh, you're gonna go to rack space number 10, it's a 1U server. And then you have services on there, you have the operating system, uh, what switch is it connected to, what port on the switch is it connected to, and then you have subnets and IP addresses. That's a lot of documentation. And that's just one device. Exactly, and so uh, normally when I've seen this done, it's in a spreadsheet. And I work for smallish organizations. In larger organizations, it may be done differently. But a lot of times, people will try to use spreadsheets to get all this information in there. And it kind of sort of works, especially if you're in a smaller organization. But when you get large, you're, you're talking about hundreds, if not thousands of devices. How do you manage all of that? And that's where NetBox comes into play. It was developed by people at DigitalOcean. Um, it's designed for data centers. Uh, and this is where you're going to have uh, several data centers, so that's your locations. You're going to have hundreds of racks in each data center. You're going to have hundreds of devices in each data center. And then all of this needs to be documented. And that's where NetBox comes in. It's going to be the thing that's going to help you. Um, it, it does what they call in their, in their uh, sort of explanation on their documentation. It says it's an infrastructure resource modeling application. So it's not just modeling the devices, but the resources you have, because it will tell you things like how much of your IP space is used up, 2%, 5%, 10%. It will give you information about your uh, power distribution. So if you have like a UPS or a particular plug in the wall that only takes a certain amount of amps or what have you, it may tell you some information about that. So there's a lot of cool things it will do that are way more than what we need. But I think it's important for us to kind of begin to understand how some of this stuff is actually done for larger organizations. Well, and to know that they're there and the, whatever the importance is in the food chain or the device chain. Exactly. It can also do automation. Now, I haven't seen this yet. I haven't looked at the documentation for this yet. This was not part of Jeremy Carora's uh, uh, class that I took. Um, didn't talk about that yet. Hopefully he will do that in the future. Uh, but supposedly you can get other applications to talk to NetBox. So let's say, for example, I add a server to NetBox. That server can be automatically populated into your monitoring system and, and the monitoring system can begin to monitor that particular server. How does that work? I have no idea. Um, there are some APIs that, that you can configure and, and the other, other applications can begin talking to NetBox but how that's configured, how that works, what kinds of things can you do with that, I'm not entirely sure. So that's something I'm going to save for later. Again, the training that I got from Jeremy Corora 
talks about the basics. How do you install NetBox? In, in his case, he's using something called a Docker, which was kind of interesting because I'd never used that before. It's similar to virtualization, but not quite the same thing. And then um, he also talks about some of the configuration stuff you have to do and then the implementation. And that's where things get interesting because uh, he's using it in an MSP environment. And so he's got his implemented in a way that works well for MSPs. You, you can uh, put this thing together for a larger organization where it's just designed for the organization and nobody else. And he also talks about how to put the devices in there, how to set up uh, device types and things of that nature, because there's a lot of cool things that you can do with NetBox in terms of adding your devices. So let's say, for example, you're in a large environment where you're constantly using a particular Cisco device. Let's say it's a Cisco router. What components are part of that Cisco router? You can add that in. So when you go to buy four or five new Cisco routers that are exactly the same, you have a device within NetBox that's already put together, has all the same components and everything else in there. You can just apply that device to the system and it's ready to go. And then you just specify where is it located, what IP addresses does it have, where in the rack does it sit for rack elevation. You know, that's pretty cool because a lot of the times when people document their devices in the network, um, they may not have a standard way to um, document them. They may document it one way. You know, one instance, maybe another IT person can document it in a different way. And when you don't have a standard, it's like the naming thing, it would be the same thing. It would be really confusing. So it's really nice that uh, this has a way of putting that device in the network that, you know, if you're buying the same switch, all you got to do is just apply whatever components they are on it and give it a go. Exactly. So if I were using, let's say, uh, 10 Cisco switches that were identical, Mm-hmm. I, I create the, the the device within NetBox, and then when I go to add a device to the rack, and I say, okay, it's going to be a Cisco switch, it, it will populate the exact same device into that thing. So I don't have to recreate the device each time. Right. That's what I'm saying, because if anybody were to do one of the fields different, then, you know, I, I think, you know, that's where people get into trouble, don't you think? Um. Maybe, maybe not. But what's cool about that, what's cool about that is that um, if I have the same, let's say, model of switch, but maybe I have SFPs in one for fiber connectivity and no SFPs in, in another one because I don't do fiber connectivity or I don't have, let's say, 10 gig SFPs or what have you, then I can specify that with the NetBox. And so I may have one switch in the rack that has SFPs, one sw- or four or five switches in the rack that do not have SFPs. And you can configure that within NetBox. Kind of hard to visualize that in, the, in, a, in a podcast episode where you can't actually see things like that. Um, but but n- the way in which this is implemented, I think is super cool because it, it, it forces you to document things in a way that most people are not sort of familiar with. And then the other thing that Jeremy points out is that you need a process by how by by or a way in which you're going to be documenting things, and it has to be one that everybody in your organization organization is going to follow. So that when you step up to NetBox and you begin to start adding devices to it, you begin to realize that it's not something even for a small organization. It's not something that you're going to go in there and and finish in an afternoon. You really have to think about what kinds of things you want to document and how that's going to be implemented into NetBox. 
So when I started this process, I had to go through and figure out, okay, how do you install it? How do you configure it? How do you get it working? And then I had to think about how am I going to put the devices in? And I ran into issues with that because you have to have device type, you have to have some other stuff in there so that when you go to the rack to put the devices in or specify a location for a device, it's blank until you build that infrastructure behind the scenes so that when you have your little drop-down menu or whatever it is in NetBox, that you you know you get to spe- specify the model or a specific kind of device you want to add, it's in there and it has all the right components. Once you have all of that in there, again, um, the beauty of that is that you can then begin to look things up. You can look up, okay, I have a switch in ra- in rack five. It's it's height level is is ten. What things are connected to that? Netbox will tell you. So you not only see where it is, but you see whatever device that is connected to? Exactly. So then when you're having to either replace it or remove it or do something else, then you're gonna you're not gonna have to be, you know, physically hunting the network for this or trying to figure out where it is. There would be something in there that would tell you this is what's going to be affected by the removal or addition to? Exactly. So so let me give you an example. Even though I worked in smaller organizations, they were, you know, some were big enough to where you have a server room or two and there's going to be, you know, four or five switches, there's going to be four or five servers. And if you have to go in there and make changes, that's really difficult because there's no documentation that tells you where that server is plugged in on the switch. You got to hunt it down. And that sucks. If you've ever been in that situation, it sucks because you walk into the server room, you might see the server, but then where in that tangled mess of cables that you have in there, because it may be you have a mix of servers and workstations coming into one location. So there may be hundreds of cables coming into one location and it's all kind of mixed in with the switching. And you're like, okay, well, where, where, where on the switch is my server? The one that I'm supposed to be working on someplace, right? You don't know. So in NetBox, you're going to specify what switch that server plugs into and the port number. So when you go and look up the information for that particular server, you can also see connections. So the connection is going to be to server or to, let's say, switch five in rack three, port five, and its rack height is 20, right? So it's going to give you all the necessary information you need to be able to track those kinds of things down in that giant mess of things that you have. I mean, even in a small organization, it gets crazy. So those are some things that I find super interesting. We don't have this implemented yet. I I started the process and realized I need to think about this more before I continue. So Well, because the tool is as good as your process to putting things in and your accuracy in putting them in because... If you do take the time to do it correctly and to do it in a way that is going to identify it once that it's all done, it's worthwhile to take the time to do that, right? Exactly, exactly. So what I'm hoping to do is have our two locations. I'm hoping to have uh, major pieces of our puzzle in the in the mix, in, in the documentation, um, and then slowly begin to add the other stuff in there. And what's going to be super cool about this is... NetBox will do um, 
things that that allow us to specify a device is owned by a specific company or person. So in our lab environment, we have uh, virtual machines that I use. You have virtual machines that you use. And we can go in there and specify that these 10 virtual machines are yours. And I can specify these other 10 virtual machines are mine. So within the documentation, we can begin to see who's using what. And that way, when you're doing your lab environment, you can begin to plan based on the information that you have. Hey, I got 10 machines. Hey, you got five machines. I'm going to be adding a couple more machines. Can I take a look at what, see what your machines are doing? Because I see these five are yours. I want to make sure I have enough resources for my, my project, right? Because right. maybe your project is bigger and I got to take my machines offline in order for you to do what you want to do. Those are some things that we want to take into consideration. And, and NetBox allows you to do that. It's really hard to try to do that with a spreadsheet and then look those kinds of things up. NetBox has a way of managing all of this. And, and the cool thing is once it's all in there, you can look these things up. And you can see where things are, what IP address is there, what connectivity they have in terms of how is this thing plugged into the network. Um, so yeah, I think it's really cool. Again, it's really hard to talk about these things on a podcast because you can't see it. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes to some of the videos that Jeremy has. Um, there's one from Network Chuck's site. Uh, Jeremy has a couple for the installation of NetBox and for what NetBox is. I think those are both great. So I'll put all of that in the show notes. Um, anything else you want to add to this? Or No, I mean, it sounds like a great tool. I'm just, you know, it is amazing. Uh, the things that they're kind of coming up with right now, you know, and then the difference from the old fashioned way of doing it and the limitations that it had. Yeah. It's better than having not documentation, but when you're having a tool like this, that you can basically, if you enter things right and you're accurate from the get go, you can sit in there and go, Oh, we have a problem with the server. Where's the server at? Okay. It's right here. How many devices does it touch right here? What's the IP address? I mean, you got all that information in there. That is pretty sweet. Yeah, it is. But I think that's it for now. If you have any comments or questions, you can send us an email at support at section9.us. If you want to take a look at our show notes, you can go to our website for that. And if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please do so. And thanks for listening. Thank you for listening.